I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way. This is a podcast about the slow goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. It's a quiet space where all of us frantic strivers, serial doers, and weary achievers are invited in for a moment of reflection, an opportunity for prayer, and a chance to practice going slow in a world that often values only speed, success, and power. Our culture loves to tell us that life is frantic and there's nothing we can do about it. But friends, we know it's real. The true thing is deep down underneath the surface where love lives. And sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. So, here, let's try. Have a seat just for a few minutes. Let's go the slow way. Earthed Jesus. This past Sunday, we waved our palms at church, a tradition I find powerful every year. Joining our voices with the ones who cheered Jesus into the city of Jerusalem, where his three-year journey of walking and teaching finally culminated. He comes into the city with the genuine praise and welcome of ordinary people and one week later is removed by the forces of the Roman Empire. We are invited to walk through this week in all of its bittersweet goodness. The teachings of Jesus on Thursday night that have stayed with us for two millennia. Greater love has no one than this, than he lay down his life for his friends. And a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. We will hold tight to his reassurances. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And we will sit with the intensity of his prayer in the garden. My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. The liturgy of Holy Week was created to take us through the story of Jesus, from Sunday through his death on Friday, to push us to wait in the discomfort of the ache of Saturday, and somehow practice waking up to new life on Sunday to a God who not only brings a beating heart back into the body of a dead Savior, but brings a beating heart back into us as well. Behold, I am making all things new, the Divine One says from the eternal throne in that wild and confusing book of Revelation. On Easter, we set our hearts and minds and hope on the impossible chance that there is one beyond us who promises that because of Easter, because of the new life of Jesus, that impossible beating heart can point to a someday when this world's heart will beat impossibly true as well. 
During Holy Week, we long for a world of justice, a world worthy of the kind of beauty we only grasp from time to time on this earth. And that longing points to our journey toward Easter. As C.S. Lewis once wrote, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in the world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. Often at Easter, I find myself trying with all my heart to believe as I think I should. To stand up on Easter morning and proclaim Christ risen with all the true believers. Doubt washed out of my mind, holding only to the good news that if Jesus is alive, then all will be made well. Some Easter's I've felt it, and others I haven't. Some I've spent praying that God might just switch on the belief nozzle, at least for a day, so I can settle into the goodness of the story. But as I've learned to be more comfortable with my own sorrow, my own longing for a better world, and my own weakness in believing the right things, I found that the ache of Easter is enough. If we are agnostics most of the time, we can believe at least during the liturgy. Kathleen Norris quotes Gail Ramshaw in her book, The Cloister Walk. I'll add to that. I think the liturgy of these holy days leading up to Easter might just transform our ache into belief. The wanting of a resurrected Jesus who turns and resurrects this broken world. The hope of a new beating heart for this earth is enough. The word humility comes from the Latin word humus, which means earth. To be humble is to be grounded, to be from the earth. I think about that when my faith starts to feel like a loose balloon in the sky, untethered and tossed who knows where. When we practice humility, when we recognize that there are actually things we don't know, things we cannot prove, hope we can't explain, we discover the work of being earthed. There is a grounding in humility that helps us find our way from the wild, untethered feeling of ballooning to the relief that comes with accepting and living in the mystery. Jesus was earthed too. This is the week we remember the one who was cheered into Jerusalem, arrested by the empire, falsely accused and unjustly condemned to death. We will sit in the tears of his prayers pre-arrest, teach ourselves to recognize our own fear and disloyalty when the disciples hide from the ones who accuse their teacher. And we'll practice sitting in the ache of his death and the dark, long Saturday he is earthed, dead, alone, enclosed. What does this week have to teach us about our own ache? What will our longing for that cold stone heart's renewal say to us about ourselves? We are invited to those questions, 
to the wisdom of humility, the reality of Jesus' dark day in the ground, and the hope that lives in our own longing. What a gift to sit with ache, knowing that sometimes our sadness is everything we need to discover new life on the other side. A slow practice. What comes to mind when you consider your own ballooning faith? The life moments when your faith felt wild and out of your control, and perhaps also alive in a way that feels far off now? What do you do when faith feels like it floated so high you can no longer reach it? What does it look like to settle your faith into the ground? Earth yourself in humility, in the recognition that you don't have to understand everything, don't have to have every answer, and can actually find your hope in the place of mystery. This week, as you walk through your own practices of Holy Week, as you wave your palm this past Sunday, Remind yourselves of the teachings of Jesus. Consider his washing of the disciples' feet and his final Passover with his disciples. And as you sit with his heartbreaking prayers on Thursday night, what mystery are you invited into? What is the ache you notice in yourself? I wonder what it would mean for you to lean into that ache this week. My prayer for you and me this week is found in that earth, Jesus. We are welcomed to the mystery of waiting, of aching, and of sitting in all that we don't yet know. Because the gift of Holy Saturday is the humility found in the in-between spaces. Today, let's practice some breath prayers which may be a simple way to bring your mind into the story of Jesus. Breath prayers invite you to pray one word or phrase as you breathe in and one word or phrase as you breathe out. What I love most about breath prayers is that there's no pressure to say or do the right thing in prayer. It's all about your connection with God, not your words. It's about your heart's posture, not what you accomplish. Pray with me. Breathe in. Jesus, you were welcomed with shouts of Hosanna. Breathe out. Help me to welcome you. Breathe in. Jesus, you looked on the city and wept. Breathe out. Give me eyes of love for the pain around me. Breathe in. Jesus, you kneeled and washed your friend's feet. Breathe out. 
Teach me to lay down my pride and love others well. Breathe in. Jesus, your friend betrayed your love. Breathe out. You know how it feels to be deceived. Breathe in. Jesus, you begged God to give you a different story. Breathe out. I am not alone when my story aches. Breathe in. Jesus, you chose to heal instead of fight. Breathe out. Teach me the way of peace. Breathe in. Jesus, you were misunderstood. Breathe out. In you, I am known. Breathe in. Jesus, I mocked you and hurt you. Breathe out. Be close to the suffering and abused. Breathe in. You were killed and placed in the earth. Breathe out. I will cling to hope. Breathe in. I long for your resurrection. Breathe out. Teach me to wait for the work of God.
Thanks for listening to The Slow Way. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here with me is no small thing. When we move, even for a few minutes, at a pace that refuses to conform with the culture around us, we make space for God, for wisdom, for vision of ourselves and others that can only be seen when we take the time to pay attention. What I'm trying to say is, we make space for love. So well done, friends. I'm proud of us. I want to thank Val Schleter for managing my social media and Carson Boyette for designing each week's downloadable image. Also, Jason Boyette for designing our slow weight graphic and the talented Angelina Marie for editing. If you're interested in more words on the slow way, you can sign up for my newsletter at micaboyette.com. And if you do, you'll receive access to one of those free downloadable images from Carson. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at micaboyette and find my book found wherever books are sold. You can also review The Slow Way on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you think that's a good idea. But if your time would be better spent dying Easter eggs, you know you should probably do that. See you later this week for a special Good Friday episode. Until then, friends, let's go the slow way.